This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, AllAboutDerby.com. Because I think there's a lot of folks out there that sometimes they see links for this stuff and they're like, oh, that's cool, but they don't click on it and read it. Um, but yeah, maybe... and then if they do click on it, they realize it's a 26-page document and yeah. they go, nope. <laughs> or they go, I'll save that for a rainy day, and yeah. that rainy day never comes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm that person. I get it. That's why I'm doing a webinar, so you can, you know, watch a video and sit back and let me spoon feed it to you. <laughs> well, let's spoon feed it to them in all the platforms. So you're doing a webinar. This will be a podcast. Maybe you and I, maybe you and I should band together and make an audio book. We should. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll read all 26 pages. Hey folks, welcome to Derby from the Balcony. I am your host, D. Relia, and I am excited about this episode. Not only because it's been a while since I posted one, but because I get to talk to one of my mentors, Benjamin Speedbump Doyle of Quad Media. Ben and I are going to talk about the WFTDA COVID-19 Broadcast Return to Play Guide, which includes ideas and considerations for leveraging video live streaming and recording to re-engage audiences and the Derby community after prolonged downtime due to pandemic-related shutdowns. The guide extends the information and considerations provided in the WFTDA COVID-19 guidelines to return to Derby and the Roller Derby Broadcast Guide, which is a very in-depth event planning guide that I highly recommend every team take the time to read through these pages and check out the included budget planning sheets at the end of the document. Right now, most teams are in that position where they're trying to decide if it's safe to get back to roller derby. And Ben and I talk about ways that you can use video to engage your fans, engage your league, engage your volunteers, and get them pumped and excited and really help roller derby teams survive through this pandemic. So if you're interested in what I've said so far, keep listening through all the ads, especially. I'm just kidding. There's only one, and I had some fun recording it. But anyway, without further ado, I bring you Awkward D and Benjamin Speedbump Doyle of Quad Media while we talk about the COVID-19 Return to Play Broadcast Guidelines. Today I'm being joined by Ben of Quad Media. Uh, Ben has been helping me with Collab Lab since, well, they put a call to action out on the WFTDA uh, YouTube channel and on the Twitch channel saying, hey, if you want to create something, come join us. So Ben's going to join me today. So hi, Ben. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Awkward D's podcast. I'm sure you're used to Awkward well, D. I do, I do go by Benjamin. You're going to have to re-record the whole thing. Oh, man. All right. We're just going to... No, I'm just kidding. Benjamin, no. Benjamin will work, too. We can be Ben or Benjamin, so we can. I can always edit. That's what audition is for. 
know, I get the question all the time, is it Ben or Benjamin? And I'm like, yes. I also have a derby name, it's Meatball, and my pronouns are he, him. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, I, I, side note, I've been having a lot of fun with the shows and content team for WFTDA.TV. So if you like to create things and you'd like to join us and have fun with awkward folk like myself and professional Ben or Benjamin, hit us up at uh, broadcast at quadmedia.tv and we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to broadcast from you know, social di- during social distancing times and lockdowns. So we have a, a couple of really in-depth um, reports and uh, oh, proposals, I would say, that I really think it's important for us to verbalize. Fantastically put together. I mean, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was 26 pages, but we're going to really go over the six-page document here today. <laughs> Fantastic. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the WFTDA COVID-19 Broadcast Return to Play Guide? I know there is a webinar coming up on August 29th, and we'll make sure to put links uh, in the description for the uh, how to register and that there's a survey that you can take ahead of time. Um, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about what's going to happen on the 29th? Sure. Uh, so the August 29th event is a uh, webinar, which I turned from just presenting information to, surprise, surprise, you heard it here first, a panel discussion where I am bringing on Chad from Nerd Derby, Northeast Roller Derby. Mm -hmm. Many people in the community know Chad uh, from many events that he has streamed for the community. Uh, I'll also have uh, Greta Turbo from uh, Gotham. Uh, Greta has been with Gotham for years and years. And she headed up their broadcast uh, team, or I don't know if she headed it up, she was a big part of it. And currently, she is heading up their new Twitch channel in the effort to get them broadcasting, even though they're not playing. Uh, So that's really exciting. That's awesome. um, I want her to share her experience because they've done a ton of work with Gotham. And then I'm having Star Trek. Uh, has been an announcer and a player, and she is currently the DC Roller Girls uh, out manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, one of her primary directives is to uh, get her league streaming. And I was like, Star Trek, that's fantastic. You have all these questions. I just published a document that I hope addresses these. Let's, you know, let's match up. Yeah. And so I think between the four of us. Um, it'll be an experience of asking questions, answering questions, having a conversation, plus we'll take questions from the audience. And I'm just trying to show that there's a community of people well-versed in this. Mm -hmm. We love answering questions. We love being there uh, to help more derby leagues stream more derby games. In this document, you have a collection of ideas and considerations for leveraging video, live streaming, and recording to re-engage audience, audiences in the Derby community after prolonged downtime. So just like you said, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who don't know where to start, and they're looking to get going, but they're not quite sure how to do it in person or how to do it remote. 
and I really I really appreciate what you put together here um, I like the first headline it says streaming for fun and revenue so you start out by just laying the challenges right out there so what are some challenges that some of the leagues could experience right now um, during you know COVID-19 pandemic yeah absolutely uh, the biggest thing of course is that if your league was a revenue positive entity that uh, a lot of leagues make their money from having events, right? Whether they are games that they're charging tickets to or fundraisers that involve being involved with your um, with your league, mm-hmm. all of those events, all of those revenue streams went away when we stopped having events. You know, it happened to the WFTPA, it happened to every league, every roller derby league that depends on that. Um, so, uh, a big part of this is not just the, hey, we want to see you streaming, but also, hey, we want to see you survive this yeah. pandemic. We want to get you, we want to give you some ideas that you can leverage technology, leverage social media, um, to supplant some of those in-person events. Uh, you know, roller derby is a very in-person thing. I've been going to games since 2005, <laughs> and you know, just being there, like every sport, it's about that rush and that feeling and that crowd and everything else. And we're not, we don't have that this year. And for a lot of leagues, they're not going to have that this year. And uh, we are seeing a whole bunch of attempts to virtualize that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the major major sports, and they have. Uh, then, you know, basketball is playing with those giant screens of people who are effectively zoomed in to watch the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at baseball and it's empty stands, but you still hear cheering because they're playing and cheering. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's all these things that, that are being attempted, and the issue that I saw in roller derby when coming into this role back in January was I reached out to uh, people who were streaming and, and individuals like Chad, and I said, hey, who's streaming? What leagues are streaming? What tournaments are streaming? I started polling the recognized tournaments, the WSBA recognized tournaments, mm-hmm. and I said, who's streaming? And what I learned is uh, there were just no plans or plans that were going to develop eh, maybe a couple weeks before it happened. Um, and when I looked for independence, uh, you know, one, one thing I was trying to find is a partner to work with in Canada to help stream games like George W. Tush. Mm-hmm. Because um, Chad is kind of in that area, but Chad, it costs a lot of money and time for Chad to go to an event that's not very close. And also, he has to worry about border crossing. Even in a non-pandemic year, yeah. he's got to worry about, am I going there as a volunteer, or am I working, and what does that mean, is there going to be Canadian income, so I said, hey, let's find a partner, and there was, we didn't find anybody who was streaming in Canada, no independence, right, Mm -hmm. so there was already this lack of roller derby streaming infrastructure, and so a lot of this is building from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Right. We are. I had to approach this from. I want to help you solve this issue. Here are the things that I think you could do to uh, to supplant that revenue. 
but I also know that you're starting from square one. Yeah. And that's that's where I'm prepared to help leagues, give advice, and, and get leagues going is from a no streaming experience uh, level. What are some of the ways that leagues can get started? Um, I guess what I'm asking is, I know there's different ways to stream. Stream is kind of like a universal term used these days. So when you say streaming roller derby, let's let's take a second and just define that for the masses. If they're starting from the ground up, they may not understand what that means. Yeah. Uh, streaming roller derby. So question that I always get very first thing right off the whistle hey what should I buy uh-huh. it's like well that's hold up <laughs> you know let's let's qualify this uh, it's always what should I buy uh-huh. and there is just a out of the box solution that fits for everyone and uh, it's unfortunately my job to say there's not a one size, one size fits all mm-hmm. right um, I have a college degree and 20 years of experience, and I can't give you uh, any of that <laughs> in a simple, you know, purchasable at Best Buy solution, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's more an idea where I usually back it up to is what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? And then we start talking about what they would need to accomplish that. And thing is the technology has changed so much and mm-hmm. it's become so accessible that if you have a cell phone you can probably start streaming your game. Uh, it's one of the things we will write into the WFGDA shows and content team. It's what I tell everybody. You want to make a show? You have a cell phone. You can make a show. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you capitalized on that. You already had the webcam, the computer. You have a much better microphone than necessary. And, uh, we make a show, right? yeah. And so, uh, to to get into some of the ideas and solutions, you know, back it up. Don't think about what should I buy. Think about it from what am I trying to achieve. And there's so many good ideas floating around that as soon as somebody gets a spark of inspiration, you're gonna go, oh yeah, I work with a roller derby team. I have a bunch of volunteers and friends who do something amazing. Let's share that with the world. Right, mm-hmm. and so even if all you're doing is Facebook Live or videos on Instagram, or you know, just leveraging social media, just thinking of how you can present your league and present the sport, and that's part of it that I like to underscore is you play an amazing sport. It looks cool. <laughs> Don't just show pretty pictures uh-huh. and like doctored Instagram photos. Show us. Show us that thing that makes it so cool. Show people moving. And if you can, you know, COVID restrictions permitting, show contact. Show um, show your practices. Uh, you know, just the other day, we had a Euro Derby News episode, and Rick was talking about how uh, there was one league that was allowed to get back to contact practices, and they posted a video on Twitter, and it had something like... 3,500 views within the first 12 hours. You know, it's just wow. people are hungry for this. Yeah. Derby people and your fans. Like, mm-hmm. let's not forget that you had fans. You had people who love the sport as much as you do mm-hmm. who want to see more of 
more roller derby. Um, so it can start as simple as that. Just leverage current social media. And then you can start to build into uh, bigger things. Look at what Gotham is doing on their Twitch channel on the regular. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are in a fortunate position that they have, you know, 15 years worth of old games recorded. <laughs> and so they're just lighting up their Twitch channel every night. You can watch about, they call it Gotham After Dark. Sometimes they have live guests, sometimes it's just an old gameplay. <laughs> um, those are the kinds of things that one person can do out of their house with their own computer. You know, if you own a computer and you have okay internet, you can stream old games. And that just kind of keeps that roller derby alive for your league and for your fans. Uh, and then you can start to get into more involved things. If you're having Zoom calls where you're hanging out with your team already, mm-hmm. just either record it or stream it live for your fans and for a larger audience. You know, talk about derby stuff, talk about how cool derby is, talk about your uh, outdoor skating that you've been doing all summer. Um, there's there's a lot of just basic, not even playing, that you can start showing now and build that sort of audience and that awareness and that preparation that you can do to then get into gameplay. And once you get back into gameplay, you've already built that infrastructure, you've built that foundation and that that audience that's ready for video, then you start streaming games and you bring it all, you tie it all together. And if you can really make it happen, those fans will have enough um, sort of, I guess, trust and loyalty to your brand that when you say, hey, it would really help us out if you paid five bucks and subscribe to our Twitch channel, mm-hmm. that would help us out, they will do it. And if you say, hey, we want to start streaming games, but it's going to cost 10 buckets, $10 to, <laughs> it's going to cost $10 to watch a pay-per-view. They're going to say, yeah, I enjoy your content. Here's mm-hmm. my $10. Yeah. I would, I mean, that's what I, that's what I do personally. You know, if somebody's grabbed my attention, YouTube channels, um, now they're doing all that Patreon stuff. Like my husband and I are both, we get addicted to people's content and then you're like, well, yeah, I want more. And like you put in your, in your, um, your document here more is better whatever you can do right now to just you know get out there with video whether it's you know just street skating uh, working on footwork you know silly videos Um, you have individual shows classes and education what practices you can do and then when it gets to it you know interleague games charitable events really anything that's going to show the personality of your league and stay in contact with with your fans and hopefully drum up some more. I would be remiss not to mention, as an answer to that last question, I would be remiss not to mention the work that Road City Rollers have done. Yeah. Um, I I know I'm a homer. They're right here in Portland. I'm subscribed to their email list, so I see all this stuff. But uh, Road City Rollers early on just started hosting Zoom calls. And they, um, I don't think they were charging admission. I think, you know, it was for smaller audiences. But it was just a Zoom call where a Rose City Rollers member would, you know, cook. You know, just show you how, how to cook their favorite recipe. Mm-hmm. Or they would give you financial advice. Or they would do whatever. Basically, roller derby leagues have amassed so many talents because it's an amateur sport that is played by professionals and community members have all these talents and they just leaned on their members and said hey 
you have something that you could share with our fans to keep them engaged? And their members stepped up and said, well, I'm a realtor. Should I talk about realty? <laughs> and they said, yeah, yeah, you should. Um, and the same with sponsors. You know, some of these were sponsors saying, sure, let's, let's collaborate on something. Mm-hmm. And so they got a show. Rose City got exposure. And all of those Zoom calls are now on their YouTube channel, which means their YouTube channel that used to just be games now still has content coming, even though they can't have games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, it's broader so, topics that really tie. I mean, it ties everything in through roller derby. Um, but it's I've I really enjoyed a couple of their episodes. I did watch the real estate one, um, and then there was a couple of cooking episodes that I watched too. And it was like, how how cool is it? Even if you don't know who they are um it's just really kind of fun to just just stay engaged and be excited and know that i don't know it just kind of brings it closer to home even though you're far away yeah for sure uh for the wftd broadcast planning uh so you have a couple of things down here guidance and technical support and remy support so what is remy support yeah remy is remote a newer term in the broadcast world um, and the where Remy comes from is that internet access has gotten much better um, when I think about the conditions we were streaming in 10 years ago mm-hmm. with WSCJ broadcast it scares me <laughs> we barely had internet uh, you know about what your cell phone was 10 years ago yeah. compared to your cell phone now. Like, think about the capabilities. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened is uh, network infrastructure has gotten better and also internet video compression has gotten much better. It's a huge industry now. And Remy is a means of receiving video from anywhere in the world and uh, directing video uh, remotely in another location. So in traditional broadcast, and this is, this is where I started out because it's the way it had been happening for 50 years, mm-hmm. is all of the video that you produced had to be produced on site. So if you had five cameras, all the cameras would be there and all the signals had to run into a central location, usually in the big truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the video is switched, that's where it's recorded, that's where playback happens, that's where the director and the graphics and all the things have to happen on site. And that's how we have been producing roller derby for nine of the last 10 years of WMTA broadcasting. Um, I would be there, usually behind the dais, right behind the, the streaming announcers, and all of those camera feeds would come into me, I would switch them, we'd record them, we'd do it to replay, we'd do all of that there, there's some photos floating around of us where the nerds in the headset behind the diet. <laughs> um, in 2019, for the first time, uh, WSTDA's broadcast vendor at the time switched everything to, to Remy remote integration, where there would be camera people there, but all of the switching and the graphics and the recording and the replay and all those other things happened at the vendor's home site. Oh. So all the signals are getting beamed from where the game is happening to a much more robust uh, switching studio, directing studio, where all everything else is brought in. 
the reason that this is cool and the reason that it works well for sports is because instead of a bunch of different setups that have to move from place to place and be torn, you know, built up for the for the games, torn down, then moved to the next location. Um, plus all the people that are involved, your directors, your graphics producers, your inter-replay ops, your audio people, all of those people have to go with the equipment. With remote integration, we just need one camera and it needs to be connected to the internet. And suddenly I can give you all of those features, uh, you know, putting in the score overlay, doing the record, streaming it out to wherever you want it to go. Um, we can conduct those without requiring you to have access to all that streaming infrastructure. Wow, so really we just need a strong internet connection and the right Remy support and anybody can broadcast game. Yeah, uh, honestly, Remy is a good solution if your league doesn't have the people and production yourself mm-hmm. and you want a little bump and help and uh, you know and, and a more solid experience but it's also not that necessary in a lot of cases um, I would say that most leagues are really capable of getting out a similarly produced stream with all the bells and whistles with equipment that they probably already own mm-hmm. someone in their league will have a laptop that's capable um, and somebody will have a camera that will work and you might just have to buy one or two things and you've got it. Remy, I think, comes in more when we talk about uh, some some ideas we've thrown around like what if instead of having tournaments in 2020, you like tournaments of the past where, you know, eight or ten teams all come to one city and play for three what if instead there's a game that's happening in Europe and we stream that and two hours later there's one that's happening on the East Coast and that one gets streamed next and then one from the Midwest and then one from Mountain Time and then one from Pacific and in a broadcast day that Remy uh, director you know that, that centralized production would be able to carry a tournament a virtual tournament that happened all around the world you know we didn't have to fly anybody anywhere it all just happened as one seamless production coming from different parts of the world that is very exciting (laughs) yeah i would be down to watch that i mean because roller derby even though it's the same set of rules and it's played a little bit differently in every part of the world and it's it's normalized and standardized a little bit more over time but uh just moving from myself, I started out in Baltimore, Maryland, and then moving up here to the Midwest in Michigan, the gameplay, um, even in the same year, was strategies and everything was a little bit different. So to be able to see all that in one day from all these different places around the world, that that sounds really it, it, intriguing. Intriguing and exciting. Remy. Remy's a four-letter yeah. word. There's also another four-letter word in one of your documents here. It's called Wi-Fi. It says Wi-Fi is a four-letter word. <laughs> yeah, Wi-Fi is a four-letter word. So this, um, there are many things that haven't changed in 
should really be asking questions about the internet and the network. And if you go into the venue and say, hey, we're going to stream this event, and they're like, yeah, we got Wi-Fi, don't stop there. (laughs) Go deeper. (laughs) Find out what, what they really have. Find out about their internet. Make sure that their internet will serve your purpose. And if your purpose is streaming, Wi-Fi doesn't cut it. It's so funny that you say, oh, it was working when we were setting everything up, and now all of a sudden it's not, because we experienced that at our venue. We were trying to just do a Facebook Live of our game. You know, we set everything up and tested it, and of course all the people started to file in, and then, of course, the broadcast never happened. So we ended up recording it on the camera and uploading it to YouTube later. But it was just something in the moment that we didn't think about because we're not educated on the internet as much as we should be and what it really means to put on a broadcast production. And this is what it's all about. I want to share all of the failings that I've experienced Mm -hmm. in my years, in my time, um, to everybody so that you don't have to have to make those same mistakes. Uh, (laughs) You know, there's there's a lot of simple things that you're not going to think about. And event planners, this is what event planners do and this is why event planners uh, make money. You know, it's why it's a real job and a real industry is because there's so many factors that you have to consider. Um, so even if you're a volunteer event planner, uh, you know, bless you, you're doing great things. And we want to have your back and make your life easier. And we want to make sure that you're going to have a good experience if you tell your league, hey, we're going to start streaming games. Right. We're here to help. And we have Wi-Fi, so we're good to go. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding, no. Ben. <laughs> um, so the the WFTDA broadcast planning survey, it's really simple, folks. Other than it asking for your contact information, it's four questions, and there's a spot for you to put additional information. So it's asking you what information would be helpful if you if or when you plan to do live game broadcasting. Uh, describe what your video stream goals are and if one of the options doesn't suit you know your situation you can just put other in there and uh, Ben and the folks will take a look at that and then it just says you know select your current video streaming situation so it's really simple just a few questions and uh, I, I really think this could benefit leagues of all sizes uh, whether you're a large team like Gotham or Rose City or you're a small team, like where I'm from. I think we had maybe 30 people in our entire league. I, I still think this could really benefit smaller leagues, especially to really draw in participation from their local community and audience just by doing basic things like Rose City and really saying, hey, I play roller derby, but I'm a realtor in your town. Here's the information I can share to you. And oh, by the way, if you like what you heard, come check us out when we can go play again. Uh, I I think people underestimate the ability to really connect and give that home feeling, even virtual, uh, especially right now. I think there's a lot that we could be doing to really help out our leagues to make them survive. I really appreciate you uh, pointing out that the survey is just simple. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for a lot. I just want a basis of understanding of how I can help. Yeah. and it's also going to help steer this process. You know, I published uh, two guides with the help of WFTDA. That guide started <laughs> back in February. Uh-huh. And 
Uh, it was one of the first things that I wanted to do when taking the position with Lock Media was I wanted to start getting the information out there. And you'll notice that it is volume one. Yes. Uh, because I'm, I'm very ambitious with my publication schedule. This is a multi-part process. This first one is for event planners because that is where it starts. And that's where everybody should be. You know, we're not playing games right now. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect time to start thinking about when we will be playing games. Don't wait until two weeks before your first return to play game. Start now. Be yes. ready. Have all these questions answered. Let's build something and be ready for it. Um, so that's the first guide is just volume one. Let's talk about event planning. And then the question about what would be helpful to you is really going to help steer the next guide that I write, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what it is, though, because every single question I still get is, what should I buy? What should I buy? What should I buy? Uh, so we're absolutely going to go into equipment purchasing, uh, you know, the, the types of kits and budgeting and that sort of thing and it's a really tough one and the reason that it's not all covered in one giant guide is that uh, the market and the technology change so fast yeah right um, streaming technology changes so fast and uh, the equipment that's available I see new products coming out every week mm-hmm. that could be perfect for a roller derby <laughs> so if I write a guide right now yeah. I'm going to have to revise that so many times before you really get back to right? <laughs> I'm going to keep coming up with, oh, here's a cool new idea. I'm also kind of a gear junkie. Um, so part of what I look for is what's going to get you the best bang for your buck. What's really going to get your league in there, but also what is going to be approachable and easy and, and give you the highest chance of success. Well, I got to give a shout out to um, to the to, to the event planning guide that you have. Towards the end, you have sample workflows and budgets for teams to look at for different options, and some of them are free, essentially zero dollars. You know, if you have the right equipment and the right people in the right place, there are ways to make this happen at really no cost as long as you can get your hands on some of the gear, um, and you have you know uh, all the ducks in a row essentially but you know there's only six pieces to this puzzle for the on-site production and this is for a DIY streaming production single game free so you really laid it out for everybody uh, to take a look at it and say wow well there's really no excuse because if we just start here and start with the free you can work your way up as you get more involved with it and as you learn more and grow with your productions and you know, support support your league and your volunteers accordingly. So I, I was blown away by this document, <laughs> which is why I read all of it because it's very in depth. It's very easy to follow, and it's not too overly tech talky. Uh, I run into that a lot of times with my customers at work. You know, you ask them, "Oh, what operating system are you running?" And they go, um, "What? It's a laptop." Um, so <laughs> you're like, okay, when you turn it on, do you remember what it says? Um, so really you've kind of laid out a lot of these basics in a really nice way uh, to make it achievable, again, for leagues of, of any size. So I really strongly encourage folks to fill out the survey. Um, if you can make the live webinar on August 29th, 
uh, click the link to register. We'll put that below. Take the survey. And then when you have time, hopefully you can make some time. Maybe, I'll, you know what? I will. I will make time this week. I'm going to read all of these pages and record it and send it your way. I'll post it. I'll post it on the, uh, I'll post it on the podcast. I'll post it on the podcast. Cause that's do the audio book. I will. I'll do the audiobook version with your permission. I'll do the COVID-19 broadcast return to play guide. And then I'll do the event planning. I'll do the audiobook for both and I'll send them your way. So that way people can you know, if it... go, go if ahead. It goes well. If people really enjoy you uh, reading to them, I think we should do an extended version of the audiobook where I just give anecdotes and stories of 10 years of derby broadcasting. Yes. And the reason that each section is written, I'll just relate <laughs> some stories about why I think that's an important section and lesson to learn. Yes, it, yes. It, it, that's, you know, I think so many people don't understand how helpful this is going to be. I mean, this is going to help me in my job, let alone, um, you know, (laughs) having somebody, (laughs) I'm serious, having somebody, you know, with this type of insight and information, just lay it all out for you. I mean, this is, if you don't take advantage of this, you're really missing out. So I'm going to do my best to push it as much as I can. And I will read those two documents and I will get them to you very soon. Because I, you know, some people retain better when they can listen and read at the same time. So maybe this will help somebody uh, say, "All right, I'll give it a shot. Let's let's start looking at this document and see how we can, you know, how we can actually make this happen in our area." Yeah, look, I, I work in a time-based visual media. I get that reading things is awful. <laughs> uh, I really appreciated the opportunity. Uh, put it into words yeah. and to work with a team of WFTDA volunteers and staff to comb it over, refine it, and uh, make it accessible because that's what's important to us. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely want to turn it into a multimedia experience because that's the experience that I want more readers to get into mm-hmm. is providing a multimedia experience for their fans. Awesome. Well, Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for talking with me about this. And I look forward to seeing everybody show up on August 29th. Um, I don't have a time, though. Is there a time yet? Yeah, it's uh, morning time for me. Uh, (laughs) I believe it is 11 a.m. my time, which is 1 p.m. Eastern. Yes. I'm not good with time zones. That's why I just say, I'm going to send you a Google invite because it'll automatically do it for me. I'll tell you, uh, serving the roller derby community is the reason that I do time zones for everything. Yeah. Uh, getting to work on the WFTDA's international uh, playoffs and championship means that I get to work with teams from all around the world and they want to know what time is my game being broadcast yeah and it's important to me we did a lot of work to set up games to play at a time where it would be accessible to their home audience so um we even managed to live stream free on switch a game for um the australian team uh i'm I'm spacing on their name i don't even really remember which playoff tournament it was but they were so excited that (laughs) 
their friends and family and league mates in Australia would not have to be up in the middle of the night to see them. Yeah. Specifically timed it out. Hey, we're going to give this to you at a time that everybody gets to watch it. So I've learned time zone because of roller derby. (laughs) Well, we appreciate the time and effort that you put into making sure that, you know, we can watch streams uh, when it's convenient for everybody i mean it, every hitting all hitting everybody at the same time is going to be really difficult but it sounds like you've got a, a good time picked out to where you know it's not too late not too early i mean we've been having a global participation in our community call-ins on mondays so you know who knows who will show up to this thing on the 29th true <laughs> all right well uh, is there anything else you want to put in there? Uh, I, again, didn't... I know I mentioned this early before we really started, but uh, I do have to emphasize that, you know, this was a labor of love and effort that I got to work on with uh, Erica Bandstone, Double H, uh, because we have worked together on roller derby broadcasting for so many years and it's great to be in a state where we can share this information we feel like we have a really good grasp of something we can provide Mm -hmm. and also the technology and the accessibility is in a better place than it's ever been so it's truly the right time we have the right resources we have knowledge and abilities and uh, I totally believe that the roller derby community can build off what we've learned and make their own great uh, streams and experience well that's awesome Ben very well put Uh, thank you for all the work you're doing and that you're going to continue to do and I mean I won't talk to you this Wednesday because uh, I'm taking a week off of collab lab but I know we're going to talk soon because I bug you all the time through discord (laughs) True. Yeah. Uh, please don't share my Discord handle because it takes up all my Discord time. <laughs> no worries. I'll keep that one private. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to thank Ben once again for joining me today. I've learned so much from you, Ben, in the short time that we have been working together for the WFTDA.TV shows and content team. You've given me an opportunity to bring Collab Lab to the world, and each and every episode I learn new and exciting things behind the scenes about broadcasting, script writing, and so on. Folks, please make sure you check out the attached resources in the description below. The meeting again is on Saturday, August 29th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific time. And there's even a little button that will tell you what time it is in your time zone. So for those in Eastern time, it is 1 to 3 p.m. Anyway, check out the link below, click on the survey, sign up for the broadcast meeting and webinar, and listen to Ben Spoon Feed You Ways to keep your roller derby team engaged and afloat with a multimedia experience. Thank you for joining us both today. Again, I'm your host, Derelia. Until next time, take care.
Don't forget to skip the prime shipping. Use code BALCONY10 when checking out at allaboutderby.com to save 10% on your order. That's BALCONY, the number one, zero, at allaboutderby.com.